The son of Yahoo is back. The name of the podcast is called Sovereignty. Number one. In the background is Robert Glasper's experiment taken from his CD Black Radio. Title song is Fever. Featured artist, the beautiful, very beautiful, extraordinary. Hindi Zara, Z A H R A. Enjoy it. I'll be with you in about six minutes and 25 seconds. I need 
Son of Yahuwah. It was beautiful, wasn't it? I've had a lot of people on SoundCloud come to me as if I was a god. That is a beautiful song. That's Robert Glasper's Spearmint Fever featuring Hindi Zara. I'm the son of Yahuwah. I'd like to welcome my audience back to this new edition of my podcast the january 22nd 2022 podcast entitled sovereignty and the question that i have for you is do you know what the definition of sovereignty means one and what issue of sovereignty are you on see there's a there's a divine side and there's an apparently right side. The apparently right side is the side that you're on and is based on individual performances. It's quite frankly, it's egotistical. It's all egoic. It's mind things. It's based on our personal experiences, the experiences of others, the cultural mindset that we've inherited. And then there's the divine side of things, the side that our Father in Heaven, whom I choose to call Yahuwah, Elim, some prefer to call him Jehovah God or Yahweh, Elim. Either way, Anybody who uses a derivative of the divine name, Yahuwah, Y-H-U-H, could never be wrong in calling upon our Father's name, the divine name, the personal name of our Father in heaven. He knows exactly in our hearts that we're doing as best as we could, as best as we can. But there are issues there, paramount issues that we're confronted with every day. And all we have to do is just take a, an in-depth study of the book of Job, a book also written by Moses. Besides, besides the first five books known as the Pentateuch, Moses also wrote the book of Job. And how do we know this? Because Job lived after the death of Joseph, but before the birth of Moses. And there was only one that Yahuwah Elohim used that would make his name known, that could actually take him back far enough to see the life of Job. And that was Moses. We know this because Moses wrote the book of Genesis.
with the issues that confronted Job then are paramount issues with life and death importance that is confronting us here on earth today. Each and every last one of us, man, woman, and child. That is children below the age of 13. Yet Messiah Yahushua was baptized at the age of 33. Which behooves me to ask those who baptize children at such an early age when they don't even hardly know their own name, the name of their parents, the name of their siblings, let alone the name of Yahweh Elohim and his son, Christ Jesus, or know anything about the scriptures, what makes them do that? Christ Jesus was baptized at the age of 33 years old. So I don't know where these religious groups get this baptizing infants at such an early age and then say they saved. Whereas Messiah Yahushua said those who endure to the ends are the ones that will be saved. That means the end of your earthly human life or the end of the system of things, whichever comes first, according to the generations we lived in. Well, we're living in a generation now, my brothers and sisters, where the conclusion of this system of things is upon us. How do we know? Because every prophetic feature made known to us by Christ Jesus some 2,200 years ago is coming true. And especially so during the generation that was born in 1908, who can vividly witness to us about the events of World War I. They were old enough to know their name. They were old enough to, to see their parents read the newspapers and, and their cousins and older aunts and uncles talk at the round table about the events that's leading up to the wars between the nations, the first of its kind ever written in recorded human history, and has lived through that period where there's been an increase in not only wars, in which we had a second world war, two Persian Gulf Wars, there's really a Rab War, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, war on crime, war on drugs, wars in Africa between tribes, wars um, in South America, wars right here in, in America between Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals, corporations, even religious institutions and college, university college campuses, as well as siblings which has fragmented the human family. All of it is nothing but a fragmentation of the human mind. So in the fact that a person is an unbeliever or agnostic, meaning he believes but don't have enough to believe that there is the existence of a universal sovereign God, and then we have believers. And amongst us believers, we're all fragmented due to the fact, or should I say the incident of the Protestant Re Reformation period, which splintered the teachings of Messiah Yahushua down into over 2,200. Some um, observers have it to be 11,000 denominations within Christendom, 
11,000 different denominations, squabbling denominations. They can't get along for nothing. But they all profess to believe believers in Yahweh Elohim's inspired word. Now that's a start. But they're missing the primary message. The message that Messiah Yahushua, that is Christ Jesus, gave us, denoting his parousia. P-A-R-O-U-S-I-A. I spoke eloquently and candidly about that word and its definition. And it is exactly the Greek word that they use. However, erroneously, it has been misapplied. See, many religious groups today, brothers, sisters, friends, the Most High Yahweh Elohim, footstep followers of Christ Jesus, they misapply it, terming it the second coming. And that's exactly what it means, but they're misapplying it because it doesn't mean exactly that. The true definition of parousia, according to the mindset of Messiah Yahushua, is this. When you see all other things happening, Know that the Son of Man is parousia, meaning he is present. While all the prophetic features that he talked about during the conclusion of this system of things is rampaging and raging throughout the earth, he is also present. It means that while all other things are going on, he is around at the same time, simultaneously. So there is no first coming as if, you know, he came as a baby, grew as a man, died as a man as a martyr, and then all of a sudden he's coming back, or we missed that coming sometime in some later, uh, earlier period, but now we're waiting on the second coming as it is misapplied today amongst uh, Christian organizations today. And so they're still forever looking up in the clouds as if we're still waiting for him to come. But he said, as all other things are raising into the world, I am present. The kingdom of God is present. It is near. Let me give you a good description of that. The apocalyptic horsemen. In Revelation chapter 6. There are four of them. And they all went rampaging throughout the earth. The white horse rider is none other than Messiah Yahushua. He was given a crown and a bow to go out conquering and to complete his conquest. That means to subdue the nations as was prophetic, uh, prophetically described of him or descriptive of him in the second Psalm. And then while he is subduing his enemies, which means those um, heavenly factions belonging to the orders of Satan and devil, and we know there are religious orders, uh, uh, factions in heaven because Revelation chapter 12 says the original serpent called devil and Satan combined. They are like a serpent, which, are one of the, which is one of the wisest creatures on earth. Very similar to an ant or a chihuahua. My sister has a chihuahua. And I'm pretty sure you all have pets that listen to exactly the same words. You have to go lay down, go do that. And they do it. It's embedded in them to do that. Just as much as it is embedded in us to want to draw close to our father as our children want to grow close to us as their parents. But as we become adults, we tend to draw away from the living Elohim. 
I love that word because God is just many gods and many lords. And today, many people on the earth doesn't even know who they are worshiping. Back then, there were gods of wood, stone, metal, and fire. Today, we have gods not only of wood, stone, metal, and fire, and air. We have stones of drugs, sex, gambling. Yes, playing the lottery is wrong. Even a side bet is wrong. Because then we put ourselves in a position to be worshiping the God of good luck and the God of destiny. I'm telling you people, you better go ahead and stop giving money to these states. Because they're getting richer and you're getting poor. Only one or two is going to get that bucket of millions of dollars. And then they don't even know what to do with it. They only live long enough to spend it. How foolish. To waste our lives on something so insensitive. Money don't think for us. It can't think for us. Just like guns don't kill people. People kill people. Money can give us everything we want. And true enough, God's word says money is for protection, the same as wisdom is for protection. But the advantage that wisdom have over money is that wisdom preserve, preserves alive the soul of its owners, those who possess it. And there is no doubt that our Father's word, the inspired Holy Scriptures known as the Bible to us today, is full of a lot of wisdom. So much so that it makes even our enemies live at peace with us. Why is King Solomon said in the book of Proverbs 3.26. But we're all confronted with those issues that Job was confronted with. It had a lot to do with our integrity to our Father in heaven. Exactly was a Job lost his children, his primary possession. He loved his children. He lost his wealth. He became sick with illnesses. And his friends accused him of committing secret sins that no one knew about but Yahweh Elohim. Those same friends had to go back and apologize to Job because they didn't know exactly what they were talking about. That's the way many people are today. When they blame our father for the the the, the the death of their loved ones. You the ones that sign yourself over to the fire. You the ones that send them to the military. You the ones that made them do this and taught them to do that. The reason why the Bible says that children are an inheritance and many children follow in the footsteps of their parents. But then all of a sudden when their children turn against them as another prophetic feature of Messiah Yahushua's parousia, Children become disobedient to their parents. As a matter of fact, Messiah Yahushua said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 through 36, that a man's enemies will be those of his own house. Hold. Most of the crimes committed against another, perpetrated against another human being are perpetrated by people who know them or they are known by each other. Very seldom is a crime committed by strangers. As those kids who shoot one another in these schools, they're all known by this person. And he is known by them. Listen to some of the things that people say. I never knew they were like that. They were good people. See, they think they know who they are. And that's exactly what the ego wants us to do. It wants us to believe that it knows exactly what's going on. 
the only reason why we can't stand outside of it and see what the 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 how the mind operates is because we identify with what's in the mind, what we've been taught over the years as being us. So no, you are not who you think you are. Well, I take that back. You are who you think you are. Very similar to saying, so a man thinketh he liveth. But you are not who you think you are. Because who you think you are is nothing but a, a image that's been built up in your mind and has taken on a life of its own and has lured you, the, the possessor of the entity, asleep. So you think you are who you think you are by the images that's, that's, that's hitting the screen of your mind, by your cultural mindset you've inherited, and many other things that have given, been given to you. That has caused you to develop this image of who you think you are. And that's exactly what it is. It is only an image. It is not the real you. Because if it was, why? who is it that is the witnessing presence behind everything, the video and audio that we see going on in the mind? You can't be the mind at the same time, be the witnessing presence behind the articulates of the mind. That right there tells you that you are not your mind. Each and every last one of them are sitting there listening to this podcast and the words that's coming out of my mouth. But at the same time, you could probably hear a dog barking, a car going down the street, the tires hitting the pavement, neighbors talking. Probably even want to move to another room just to get some peace and quiet as you listen to this enlightenment. You know, I'm telling the truth because I lived it and I was able to separate myself from my mind. And it was then that I come to find out that everything that I'm sharing with you was inculcated in my heart. And if it was inculcated in my heart, it is certainly inculcated in every last one of you who are listening to this podcast. And it has not happened since the, your conception. It has happened since the birth of Adam and Eve. There are progenitors of the human race. You better believe that everything that Yahweh Elohim has inculcated in Adam's heart has been passed down to us. Oh, yes. Trust me. And that's the reason why we read the inspired word so that we can see that everything. And if we come into agreement with what we read in God's word, then we believe that he exists and become the reward of those earnestly seeking him. We know the truth. We can read God's word and look up and say, our father's telling the truth. And I've been living a lie. Of course, we've all been living a lie. It reminds me of the movie Enter the Dragon. When Bruce Lee was just getting ripped apart by a man who kept changing hands. Had one knocked off and had a replacement with knives and claws. And all of a sudden, he heard a voice behind it says, this is the way, walk into you people. Well, no, that's exactly what Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20 and 21 says. In case we're inclined to go to the left or to the right. No, the voice in Enter the Dragon to Bruce Lee was, in order to destroy the image, break the mirrors. So in order to destroy the illusions in our mind of who we think we are, we have to crack the mirrors, the images that built us up into who we think we are. And there you will find your true nature. And that's exactly what the scriptures does. In essence, in concentrated preparation, we see the father and the son, brothers and sisters. And the world becomes more meaningful. Life becomes more meaningful. There is no more distinction between races, genders, 
that does not mean that our father does not like same-sex marriages because he doesn't. He destroyed empires, kingdoms, of which one of them sits over at the Dead Sea region, Sodom and Gomorrah, and he left the Dead Sea as an illustration, an example of what he plans to do with those or to those who practice same-sex marriages. I'm sorry, but I'm going to give it to you exactly the way he gives it to us out of his word. You are doing something that he is going to eradicate off the face of this planet. <clears throat> I don't even see how you people could sit there and, and, and take a promising rainbow and turn it into a flag for your foolishness and your sexual immorality. But you got to come to you if you don't stop. Because that's exactly what they said. What Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. And that is what some of you were. But you changed. You've been washed clean. They changed their ways. And you can too. So the word going out to you who listen to this podcast, turn it off if you want. Change. Get back to a beautiful woman, a wife, or a beautiful husband as a man. And marry them. And you can have siblings together. But to have another woman sibling when she knows she brought that that child was brought into the world from an ex-boyfriend or a husband of hers that she uh, separated herself from. And then all of them to have same sex relations with a, a woman who thinks that she's a man who thinks that she's a man when she has all the properties, the physical properties of a woman. And then you allow that man's child to walk to, to, to walk up to you to, to this woman and, and, and hear you call her uh, daddy. Or tell your little boy, little girl, that's her stepfather. When the little boy, little girl know that she looks like you. You are certainly playing and mocking our father's creation. And it doesn't look good for you. I ain't got to say no more. That's probably the reason why some of you turned away from the inspired Holy Scriptures. Where our father in heaven is asking you to turn back to him. Because he does not desire no one to die, but wants every one of us to receive repentance for our errors in thinking. To eradicate those deadly desires that's leading to everlasting destruction and get back on the path of everlasting life. That is indeed an issue of sovereignty, of integrity. One that is apparently seemingly right but is truly wrong or divine sovereignty. What our father decides and what he knows is best for us as his children, his earthly children. It got so bad for Job that even his wife said, you holding fast your integrity to Yahuwah, curse God and die, curse him and die. Of everyone that was living around him at that time, that was the last person he would think would say something to him like that. The, the mother of his children cursed God and died. And that's what most people do. We blame God for all the ills that's going on when we know doggone well. He is here to help us to eradicate them. The thing about it is we're not applying the message. Well, we need to. We need to learn how to, my brothers and sisters. I'm certainly hoping that you do. We have to learn how to believe. There's the next and title song following uh, Robert Glasper's experiment, Fever. It's going to the same. Let's explain to you. Taken by Alex Isley. 
It's called La Brea. I'm not going to take up too much of your time because I have another podcast that's going to come up right behind this. And it too is called Sovereignty. Number two, and I'm going to go into more detailed count about that. But right now, I just want to turn my listeners' attentions, attention to the prophet Job and the issues that he was facing regarding sovereignty. He got us sick as coronavirus rampages around our world. Many people are dying. Many people are getting sick. But there's not many that's breaking their integrity and their allegiance to our father. His rulership and his and his sovereignty. They know that he's telling the truth, just like I do. And we're trying to get you, my brothers and sisters, friends and uh, sons and daughters of the Most High, uh, Most High Yahweh Elohim. Yes, we are truly trying to get you on our team so that you could pass right through this wicked system and things into the next, as Revelation chapter seven says. The angel asked John, "Who are they?" where they come from and John said I don't know my lord you know and the angel said these are they that come out of the great tribulation that washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb they believe in the ex- and exercise faith and the ransom sacrifice of Messiah Yahushua they've done it all their lives and this is the reason why they have palm branches in their hands standing before the throne of God but let it be known to you that there is nothing in divine scripture that says that palm trees are in heaven we don't even know enough about this earth to even pack, to, to get a ticket to go to heaven. With the way things are on this earth, there is no way our Father in, on, in heaven will let us come up there. And, and, and then when we do, if we, we don't even know where heaven is. Heaven could be right here before us. We know there's a starry heavens. We know that much. And the political governments are also called heavens. You read Ezekiel chapter 29, there, the Edenic cherub that ruined everything here on this earth is mentioned. Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 13 through 15. There's no way a person can sit here and think that Adam and Eve created higher station than all animals. Will talk to a literal slick and allow a literal slick to tell them what to do. No, there was a, someone who looked just like them. And angels do look like humans. They have the same properties. They have a different existence. But they have the same shape and form. Is the reason why it was so easy for them to transform themselves into fleshly humans back in the days of Noah. And the reason why the flood came. Adam and Eve, the messenger that came down and, and told Adam everything that Yahweh Elohim wanted him to know, looked just like Adam. Eve never saw him, but Adam did. And that's the reason why Daddy Dinner Cherub went to Eve. That's one thing scripture does not say, that Adam didn't tell her. He said that God said. He didn't say, well, an angel, a messenger angel came and told me what Yahweh Elohim said, because had he done so, then Eve would have been expecting this wicked uh, son of God to come and say something to her. But Adam didn't say anything to her. What he did say to her was this on the issue of sovereignty. From every tree of the garden we may eat to satisfaction, but as for the tree of knowledge, good and bad, we must not eat from it. 
No, we must not go or we'll die. We will die. This is what Yahweh Elohim told Adam. But Adam told his wife, this is what Yahweh said. From every tree of the garden, we may eat the satisfaction, but as for the tree that is in the midst of the garden, we must not eat from it. Or we'll die. So stay away from it. Don't even go near it. He reinforced it, and that's exactly what she said. God said, we must not eat from it. No, we must not touch it. Yahweh Elohim did not tell, send that angel to tell Adam, to tell his wife, don't touch that tree. They would not have received the everlasting death sentence and passed that on to the children by touching the tree. They were disobedient. He told them not to partake of it. Eve had enough knowledge, my brothers and sisters, to know what Yahweh Elohim sent this angel to tell Adam, who told her, don't even go near it. Because she said that. She said no, because Yahweh Elohim, you read in 2.15, chapter 2 of, of Genesis, verses 15 through 17, Yahweh Elohim did not tell Adam, not nowhere did he tell Adam not to touch that tree. But when Adam had the privilege to tell his wife, to show his wife the paradise garden, and to tell his wife everything that Yahweh Elohim had created them to do, and to subject everything up under them, to fill the earth with their kind, and subdue it, he said, don't even go. She said, for God said that we must not eat of no, we must not touch it. Nowhere did Yahweh Elohim to say that. He didn't tell Adam not to touch that tree. But Adam told his wife that, reinforcing what the father meant when he said, don't eat from it. Don't even go over and touch it. Stay away from it. And that's why she received her punishment. She had enough knowledge to know not to do anything. But now here goes the issue of sovereignty. Satan played with mind. First of all, he made it seem like Yahweh Elohim misled, misled and deceived her husband. That, and, and so he got them thinking that God lied to her husband, which in her mind was, why would God lie to my husband? And why would he lie to me? And then two, he played with her mind. Having her think you could become like a goddess. You can become like God, knowing both good and evil. And that was very big to her. Well, why should I be under God if I could become like God? And that's exactly the way people are today. Downplaying the issue of sovereignty. So we see it in the case of Adam and Eve. We see it in the case of Job. Every person has a choice as to which side of the issue of sovereignty you stand on. Your side or Yahweh Elohim sign. I'm glad I could bring that to your attention because these are days in which our Father in Heaven is meting out justice and He is not playing. He is ready to wipe this world and eradicate all forms of wickedness and ungodliness off this planet. I'm the son of Yahuwah and I'm glad to say that I'm a father of one son and two beautiful granddaughters and I have a plethora of family members who loves Yahuwah Elohim very much. But most of us who listen to this, these, these podcasts of the Son of Yahuwah and my brothers and sisters around the world, whatever name that Yahuwah Elohim allowed them to give themselves, to bring them into a relationship, into the spiritual ark with him and a personal, really loving, close relationship with our Father in Heaven, they also have their tickets. To go to 
paradise. And I'm certainly looking forward to, and I'm talking about paradise conditions on earth. Okay, so be ready for the second podcast to come behind this. It's entitled Sovereignty Number Two. I really enjoy talking to you people, brothers and sisters, friends of mine. And I certainly hope that you listen to prior podcasts of the Son of Yahuwah. Um, it's certainly a blessing to be able to, to share God's word of truth with you all. We love our house. Been here for years. Yeah. But and I really do mean that. Excuse the technical difficulties, but I'm not going to erase it because I want you brothers and sisters to know that this is all good. So I leave you now with a song from Alex Isley called La Brea. May you enjoy it. May you certainly find time to pray over the issue of sovereignty hoping that our Father will bring you to a very personal, close, warm relationship with him and with the brotherhood and sisterhood around the world is going to inherit earth here under paradise conditions. As Messiah Yahushua is guiding us through this red sea of wickedness, much like Moses led God's chosen people, the ancient Israelites, out of Egypt and Sukkot into the promised land. La Brea by Alex Isley. I'm the son of Yahuwah. Happy New Year. And may Yahweh Elohim, Messiah Yahuwah, should be with the spirit you show. Thank you.